Oh, Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise. You are good and your mercy is forever.
are thou, O mountain, before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become plain. Ah. I keep trying to go to my nose, but I'm having this resistance. Mountains. Mountains. So he understands that he ha you have mountains before you. He understands that you are you came to the church this morning with back full load of mountains. He understands the fact that you are finding life not easy to travel through. Why? Because he's a high priest who is touched by the feelings of our infirmities. He understands. He sees, he knows. It appears he's been quiet, but he's working out things behind the scene. But that which is working behind the scene will come to the open very soon. And he's saying in this house this morning that that which you have grappled with up till now, like the Egyptian chariots and soldiers and the king called Pharaoh, you shall see them no more. So those mountains are leveled, valleys are lifted, obstacles are removed, all those are destroyed, limitations are removed in the name of Jesus. Then I declare it's your year of jubilee. It's your year of release. It's your year of liberty. You are set at liberty to go and manifest what will you manifest you manifest the glory you manifest the glory you manifest the glory you manifest the glory thank you father thank you jesus i think i can start with the message now i hope so father we thank you he has done it and he will do it again. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. He is reversing the content of that letter. I dare to say in the next 24 hours, another letter will be issued. Another letter will be issued. And it will be up to you if you still want it or not, because if you desire, decide not to, and that would be because something else is in the offering for you. But you see, you'll be left with choices to take. Because another letter will be issued. Father, thank you. Bread of life. Bread of life. He's a person. He's a person. Multimedia, please, can you bring up the book of John? Gospel according to John, chapter 6. We'll have a long read. From verse 31 to 51 and I prefer it in um, amplified um, classic thank you father we thank you bread of life he is a person he is a person hallelujah our forefathers ate the manna in the wilderness this was Jesus speaking to Jews who had 
just witnessed the miraculous multiplication of five loaves of bread and two fish and had concluded in their hearts that this man that did this miracle must have been sent by God to become their perpetual bread supplier. That was what they thought. And in order not to lose him, they wanted to make him a king so that he would continue to supply them bread. So they kept looking for him everywhere. And at this point, Jesus, knowing their hearts, began to tell them some other things that they didn't understand. Made them realize that it was beyond physical bread. Child of God is beyond physical bread. Coming to the Lord Jesus is beyond physical bread. Accepting the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior is beyond physical things. Beyond what you can get from him or what you desire from him. It's part of it, but it's beyond that. Hallelujah. Let us read. Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. So there was a time in the history of man that manna, a form of bread, was rained down from heaven onto a particular set of people. And those were people different from other people on half, the Israelites. And by the way, remember the banner for the service, we are different. These were different people on half as a then, having that miraculous supply of what appeared to be bread to meet their immediate need. Their immediate need as at that point was food. They were in the wilderness, no food. But supernaturally, God rained manna for them. But Jesus was putting that in another perspective for the Jews in his day and time to understand. And for us now to understand. So our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness as the scripture says. He gave them bread out of heaven to eat. 32. Jesus then said to them, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven. What Moses gave you was not the bread from heaven. But it is my father who gives you the true heavenly bread. 33. For the bread of God is he who comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. Now at this point, Jesus began to make a comparison between what they got in the wilderness and the true bread that God has offered. He said, Moses gave, Moses did not give you the bread. My father gave you the bread. And even that bread he gave it was to take care of your immediate physical need. He said, but before you now is the true bread. This true bread has all, had always been in the mind of God even before the foundation of the world was laid. God had always had it in mind that this bread would be supplied to the, to the planet Earth for the benefit of mankind. And like I said, he's a person. Hallelujah. He's a person. 
And what this bread will give, like I said, is not just what you need to keep your life in peace, to, 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 uh, to keep you in life. But he himself is life. The bread given is life. Hallelujah. So the Bible said, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. Life. 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 When you talk about life, you are talking about everything that has to do with the constitution of the man. Jesus is saying, I'm relevant to your spiritual constitution. I'm relevant to your emotional constitution. I'm relevant to your physical constitution. I'm relevant to your mental constitution. I'm relevant to everything about your life. No part of, the, of your life entity is irrelevant to me. I'm relevant to all. So Jesus was trying to tell them that you don't understand. The bread I multiplied unto you is the least of what I life can give. The fish I multiplied unto you is the least that I, I life can offer you. I have much more. I have much more. If the much more includes things that have not entered into men's hearts that he wants to do through you. Because I'm talking about this man called life that, that does not use men to satisfy their immediate needs alone, but the needs of others. That is his style. When he beams his focus on a man, it's because he wants to use that man to proclaim a glory that other men have not seen, to be seen through that man. So he called Moses and said, Moses, you have known an aspect of my bread in that I settled you in your father's, father-in-law's house. And you have secured food and meat and drink. And you even have a job with you. And you are at peace within your father-in-law's house. And it appears that was all life had to offer Moses. Moses must have condescended to the fact that this is everything about me. Unknown to Moses, there was much more. I'm talking about the much more that God has in mind for you beyond what you are now. There's something about you beyond what you have now that this life, this life, this life has in store for you. For the bread of God is he who comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. Verse 34. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. They, at this point, they have not even, they are still there in, in, in their platform, on the platform of ignorance. Still thinking in the line of physical bread. I was saying, yes, yes, that's what we are talking about. That, give us this bread. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always, all the time. Verse 5. Jesus replied, 
I am the bread of life. One of the I am statements of Jesus in the scriptures. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never hungry. Ah, that was audacious. Christ had the audacity to make the statement. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never, mark the word never, in the wilderness never, in the valley never, mountaintop never, in this present situation never, as bad as the economy of this nation is never, as evil as our leaders are never, as bad as things are in the society never. Not a grain of rice in my barn, never. I came in here hungry because nothing to eat, never. I'm talking of the, the bread of life that ensures that you will never go hungry. Never. And he who believes in and cleaves. Now please, let's be very mindful of Jesus' words. He had audaciously said, I am the bread of life. He has said, when you come, there is guarantee of supply, of satisfaction, of hunger. Satisfaction of hunger. Whatever you long for will be satisfied because I am the bread of life. Your desires are covered because I am the bread of life. But he said you must come. You must come. Th there must be a meeting point between you and I for that to happen. You must come. When you come you must believe. You must believe. So that, so that haven't come and it appears nothing is happening and you have waited a while and nothing still did not happen and then you begin to make, allow doubts to come into your heart and you, you, you begin to contemplate, to turn your back at him and, and look for other choices or other avenues. No, it won't work that way. So he said, you must stay and believe. Believing, even when it appears nothing is happening, believe. Now, move from believing to what? Cleaving to. <laughs> oh, you know what it means to cleave to? To cleave to means to become one with him. One with him about his word concerning your life. One with him. Cleaving. Oh, it means getting to the point when you say, even though he slays me, I will trust him. <laughs> Cleaving was what these lads demonstrated. These three Hebrew lads who told the king right into his face, 
that we don't mind you throwing us into this fairy furnace. We don't mind getting burned and reduced to ashes by this fairy furnace. We understand that you have even, you know, you, you, you have ordered for the, you know, the, the, the turning of the furnace, you know, seven times in potency. So, so that we will be left into ashes the moment we are thrown in. They, they said, we don't consider all of this. We have come to the point where we have, we, we have, um, we have trusted our God. We have believed our God. We are one with him. We know he will deliver us. Even if he will not deliver us, we are ready to die. Ah! Ah! You can't get to that point with God and be denied. You can't get down to that point with Jesus and be left disappointed. No. No. Abraham desired a child. The child failed to come. 25 years after believing God. Nothing. But we understand the things running through his mind by the writer of the book of Romans. That he was fully persuaded. Abraham had a journey of faith with God. And it was in stages. And he got to a stage in that journey of faith. Where Abraham, Abraham thought within himself. That I have come to the point of no return. I have come to the point of persuasion. I am fully persuaded. That what you have promised. You will do it. Listen child of God. When you cleave to God. You have come to the point. Where you are fully persuaded. That what he has said, he will do it. Let me say something about this God. Let me say something about this God. When he tells you, I'm filling your tank with water. Lay the tank bare. Your expectation will be, it will pour rain. And you keep looking to the heavens for the rain. And then the first day, the second day. One year, two years, no rain. Empty tank. But you keep looking up for rain. But want to present a God who will make you not to see rain. Who will make you not to see cloud. But then your valley will be filled with water. The rain may not fill the tank with water. Or the groundwater may seep in and fill your tank. That is why his ways are not your ways. His thoughts are not your thoughts. Live the way we do it to him. And just simply believe. Bread of life. Rain may not fill your tank. Underground water may seep through. And fill your tank. Angels may be summoned. To go gather water from the ocean. And fill the tank. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never hungry and he who believes in me and cleaves to and trusts in and relies on me will never thirst anymore at any time. Verse 36. 
But as I told you, although you have seen me, still you do not believe and trust and, and have faith. Let's please run. Let's be first about this. All whom my father gives and trusts to me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will most certainly not cast out. I will never, no, never reject one of them who comes to me. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will and purpose, but to do the will and purpose of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should not lose any of all that he has given me, but that I should give new life and raise them all up at the last day. So life while we are breathing, life when we pass over. There is guarantee of life for you from this bread of life when you still have breath in your nostril. There is guarantee of life from this bread of life for you when you pass on. Hallelujah. Listen, up till tomorrow, God's children sleep in the Lord and enter into glory. Hallelujah. That is why Paul said, don't be, don't, don't, don't be disturbed when you hear the news of the demise of a child of God. Don't be in pain. Don't go into pain. Don't allow pain to suffocate your heart when a child of God sleeps in the Lord. God's children sleep in the Lord to wake up in glory. Hallelujah. So our departed grandma who slept in the Lord exactly a week ago entered our glory. If we have the opportunity of seeing her we'll be seeing a woman rejoicing in the presence of our maker. And I imagine I have been given the opportunity to come here to give testimony. And I imagine how you, when she, you know, whenever she was excited giving testimony, how she would jump. <laughs> I imagine how she jumped when she was presented before the Lord Jesus. I imagine how she jumped when she saw, she saw Father Abraham. I imagine how she jumped when she saw Paul. Oh, she Paul who song Trying to imitate Grandma Iba. She's in glory. Bread of life ensured that she was kept in life when she was alive and translated into glory when she passed on. Bread of life. For this is my father's will and his purpose that everyone who sees the son and believes in and cleaves to and trusts in and relies on him should have eternal life. And I will raise him up from the dead at the last day. Jesus was saying, here on earth, you are victorious. Here in, there in heaven, you are victorious. You have life plenteous in abundance here on earth. And when you cross over, it is unto eternity. And for eternal life. There is a guarantee. Of life for you. Here on earth. And life for you. Even beyond. So that was what Christ was saying. That 
it's not about your immediate need. It's beyond that. My, my, my reasoning about you goes beyond your physical need. I want you to live for my glory here on earth. And I want you to hand it up in my presence when you depart. Now the Jews murmured because that was not their interest. And found fault with and grumbled about Jesus because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. Now he touched their tradition, he touched their law, and they became angry. And then they kept asking, is not this Jesus? Don't we know him, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? So Jesus answered them, stop grumbling and saying things against me to another. No one is able to come to me unless the Father who sent me attracts and draws him and gives him and desire to come to me. And then I will raise him up from the dead at the last day. Can you lift up your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for allowing the Father to attract and draw me to you. The greatest gift you got from Jesus was the salvation you got when you came to him. And look at the statement. It's not given to everybody. Lift up your hands and give thanks for mercy. Take out time to give him thanks for mercy. When I look at my Muslim friends, I will always, my heart always goes towards them. Say, I, I wish they understand what I understand. I, I wish they know my Lord Jesus. I, I wish they surrender their lives to him. I wish they have that understanding. Anulariba, it's mercy. Mercy. It's not by works, lest any man should boast. Mercy. No one is able to come to me unless the Father who sent me attracts and draws him and gives him the desire to come to me. And then I will raise him up from the dead at the last day. Verse 45. It is written in the book of the prophets, and they shall all be taught of God. Have him in person for their teacher. Everyone who has listened to, the, to and learned from the Father comes to me. 46. Which does not imply that anyone has seen the Father, not that anyone has ever seen him except he who was with the Father, who comes from God. He alone has seen the Father, and he is the one that has presented the Father to us, bread of life. I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, he who believes in me, who dares to trust in relies on and has faith in me, as now, possess, now possesses eternal life. I am the bread of life that gives life the living bread. Your forefathers ate the manna in wilderness and yet they died. But this is the bread that comes down from heaven so that anyone may eat of it and never die. Finally, verse 51. I myself am this living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Hallelujah. 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 If anyone eats 
of this bread. He will live forever. What does it mean to eat of this bread? To come to the realization that this bread came from heaven. This bread came from the Father. He came to the earth. He died. He was buried. He rose from the dead. Hey, for everyone that believes and everyone that confesses, such a person has eaten that bread of life and such a person has become one with that bread of life. Hallelujah. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And also the bread that I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh. Bread of life. 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 Enough to satisfy your hunger. Enough to satisfy your thirst. Enough to handle matters of life for you. Is enough, is enough, is enough. He's the only one you need. Jesus, the bread of life, is enough for you. Is enough for you. Come to Him in faith. Believe. Cleave. And never for one's doubt his ability. Come to the point where you can say, even though he slays me, I will yet trust him. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So the Israelites had the wilderness experience. And God was prompt. In satisfying their needs, even in the wilderness, including offering them bread, which, they called, which was called manna. That was the bread angels made. Psalm 78 verse 24 makes us to understand that they ate angels' bread. Hallelujah. So when Jesus was saying, my father gave you the bread, not Moses, but this is the true bread. He was saying, you ate angels' bread and you were satisfied. Your hunger was satisfied. But I am not angel's bread. Jesus is not angel's bread. That is why what they had in the wilderness was just sufficient for them to have, you know, to satisfy their hunger. But God himself manufactured the true bread. The only bread in God's bakery when he was making the bread was Jesus. Angels had their breakeries where they manufactured the manna. But God had a different breakery where he brought out Jesus. The true bread. He's enough for me. Can somebody say he's enough for me. Can you say it again? He's enough for me. Jesus is enough for me. Jesus is enough for me. Jesus is enough for me. Hallelujah. He's enough for me. He's enough for me. No alternatives is enough for me. Is enough for me. So this true bread is relevant in wilderness experience. Are you going through wilderness experience? Like the Israelites went through wilderness experience. This bread of life is relevant. Because in the wilderness it will ensure, like we read, that you will not go hungry. I dare to say... 
that in this present economic situation we have found ourselves that the bread of life will keep you satisfied. I dare to prophesy that in the midst of lack and the midst of scarcity, the bread of life will make supplies available in the name of Jesus. This bread of life is relevant to wilderness experience. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it in time past, he will do it again. He will do it again. How will he do it? I may not know, but he will do it again. He will do it again. Abraham had the spring of famine. Jehovah took care of him. Isaac had the, an experience of famine. He was taken care of. How be it supernaturally? Like his father, he attempted to seek help in Egypt, which was natural. He heard that food was in Egypt. So he needed to drift. But the Lord said, no. Stay where you are. So. Against all logic. The man sowed in a dry, dry environment and reaped hundredfold. The bread of life will ensure supplies, even in scarcity. If it will mean somebody coming to your place to drop things at your doorstep, supplies will be made. If it means somebody remembering you, supplies will be made. In wilderness experience, you will never go hungry. So bread of life, relevant to wilderness experience. Hallelujah. And this bread of light does things supernaturally. It is a style. And you agree with me that the time we are in, the man's supernatural dimension to operations. These are desperate times that require desperate actions for one to survive. And I'm not talking of actions orchestrated by you, but by this bread of life. They were in the wilderness. There was no bakery in the wilderness, yet they had bread. Again, I say, you might not see the rain, you might not see the wind, but there will be supply. The bread of life will bring supplies in supernatural dimension. Receive. Yours is just to receive. Believe and receive. Has it not happened before? That while you were expecting something precious from a quarter, and the quarter kept promising, suddenly somebody from somewhere drops by and brings to you.
1990, I applied to University of Ibadan for undergraduate studies. I did well in my exams. And um, unfortunately, that was the year when there was massive examination malpractice in that particular exam. It was terrible. It was so bad that before the commencement of the exam, women selling bully granite in the market were selling with exposed questions. Before the commencement, of, people had, had, you know, multiplied, had printed out the question, you know, so off courts or whatever were given to, before the day of the exam, it was so bad. So then it appeared as if admission was not going to come. And my dad kept going to UI. And there was this particular wonderful man who would tell him that your son's name has been sent and it has gone with the second batch. Don't worry. People who receive the admission letters, I won't have mine. My dad will go back to him. Second list had um, come out. My son's name is not that. Ha! Ah, it must have been omission. Don't worry. Third batch. And so th th that was how it went on, and it was asleep. This was slipping off my hand. Ah, listen, God will go to any length to satisfy you, sir. If th that was the era when you could only obtain your admission letter through postage, they would post, I know. And because of the way our country had been, and is still now, may God heal our country. Money for postage had been embezzled. So, Jam could not post those. So, admission letters were just stacked up in their storeroom. My dad's friend went for his own son's admission letter in search of it. And at that time, it wasn't easy to actually assess Jam office. So he could assess Jam office because he knew someone who would allow him in. And then he went in and kept checking. He didn't see his son's admission letter, but he saw my own. He came back from Lagos, asked my friend to tell me that he had seen my admission letter. While we were being told in UI to wait for the fourth batch. Admission letter had come with the first batch. Admission letter had, in fact, it wasn't, it wasn't what anybody did. I wouldn't know how it happened, but the letter was there with the first batch. The only thing, no, it was not post, it wasn't posted. That was how I got my admission letter. Imagine if that man didn't see it, I would have lost that admission. I couldn't assess jam office, but somebody was sent to do it for me. I couldn't have imagined that I had the letter. I was waiting for admission. Letter was waiting for me. How was the connection going to be? It had to be through supernatural dimension, supernatural help from the heavens. How could I have known that there was a letter waiting for me? 
If not that God pushed somebody to that place to search out and stumbled on my letter and brought the letter to me. Look here, God will orchestrate things to make this happen for you this year, this month, in that situation, in the name of Jesus. Somebody will be walking by and we hear about a slot waiting to be occupied. And we remember that you have been looking for that slot for a while. And we'll write work into the office and say, I have interest in this because I know someone who fits in. And they'll say, no, 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 no. We already have a candidate. And the person will insist. And then they'll say, okay, give him a call, if you're grudgingly. And then it will be yours. May that happen to someone in Jesus' name. Because it happened to me. It happened to me. How that God will raise men to fight for you. How that God will raise men to stand for you. How that people will fight for you and you'll be rest, resting at home. Not knowing that something is happen, happening for you. All things work together for good. All things work together for good. All things work together for good. Hallelujah. So this bread of life will appear for you in the most unusual way and unusual manner. Because that is his style. He does it supernaturally. May you have a supernatural visitation. May it happen today. May it happen this week. In the name of Jesus. This bread of life gives supplies that never fails. An unending supply. Meaning therefore that while others are crying for lack, you have a ceaseless flow of supply. Ceaseless flow. Ceaseless flow. And when it appears that a flow suddenly ceases, it's because a better flow is to come. So maybe you are saying, but I, I've just experienced cessation of a major flow. Maybe you lost a job. Maybe you lost an opportunity. Yeah, it happened. Because something better is in the oven. All things work together for good. So Elijah... Had a famine situation that he was grappling with. No food, nothing. But God said, go to a brook. Brook Indran. I have commanded. God said, I have commanded the raven. So birds fed him. And the brook supplied water. But suddenly the brook dried up. First King chapter 17, verse 7. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I'm reading the NIV version. The jar of flour will not be used up. And the jug of oil will not run dry 
until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. Hallelujah. Brook got dried and supplied stop because there was a better supply in the waiting. So that he stopped does not mean God has stopped his works. It's because God is starting another one. And that other one shall become obvious very soon. Just wait. Provision of the bread cannot be compared with the provision of a woman who had mastered the heart of cooking for years. So definitely, Elijah had better taste of food compared to what the raving brought. Something better. Somebody say better. Somebody say better. Oh, if it is stopped, it's because something better is in the offing. Because this bread of life ensures continuous supply. In the case of the Israelites in the wilderness, they had the manna until they got to the border of Canaan. And entering into Canaan, they entered not again into manna, not again into quail, but they entered into milk and honey. Listen, child of God, it will yet get better and better still. And listen, wilderness experience will then give way for surplus and milk and honey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, the bread of life ensures that the supply never stops. The supply never stops. The supply never stops. And that bread of life, like I said, will not keep you in the wilderness forever. No, 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 no. Because you are going to enter into the land flowing with milk and honey. You are going to enter into abundance. Isaiah chapter 32 and verse 15. Until the spirit be poured upon us from on high. And then you will have this supernatural conversion and transformation. And the wilderness be a fruitful field. And the fruitful field will be counted for a forest. Progressively, you have transformation. And then you enter into abundance and surplus. And you'll be looking for people to bless. So not from the point of just satisfying hunger. It will enter the point of giving out to satisfy other people's hunger. May that be your lot in the name of Jesus. Careful considerations. What are the things we must carefully consider? We have said it along the line. You must come to this bread of life. You must. You must have a connection with him. If he's not the Lord of your life, then make him the Lord of your life today. And if he's already the Lord of your life, then move from just coming to believing. And move from just believing to cleaving. To cleaving. You, you, you know why you have to cleave? Some, some doubt is pulling you back. And unbelief tries to pull you back. You know, news and information you listen to on social media, 
trying to water your belief and douse your hope. And the only way to resist those pool is to be glued to the bread of life. There is a difference in between holding someone and being glued to someone. When you hold someone and you are being pulled, there's a possibility of a slip to happen and then you let go. But when you are glued, let them pull. The worst thing that will happen will be you'll be torn. Even when you are, you are torn apart, a part of you will still remain with the bread of life. There's an adage in Yoruba, when the leaf has stayed for long on the soap, it will enter the soap and becomes the soap. Child of God, bread of life and become bread of life. Pastor Dako, when you are glued to the bread of life, you become that bread of life. You begin to speak like him. You begin to think like him. You begin to act like him. Ha. How many of us were here the first day of our anniversary? When Paitowa said, somebody gave him 10 million naira, and all he thought was to give out. Do you, can you imagine that kind of mentality? Why would you have that and you won't remember? It wasn't as if he had nothing to do with Ah, the th next thing he thought of was to give. He, he could do that because he had come to a point with bread of life that he knows even when some things are, are lost, they will come back. No setbacks. The, the word setback in, in, in the, the dictionary sort people had been removed from their dictionary. So you lost 2,000. And your spouse cannot sleep again. <laughs> and then your sons and your daughters, they have to scamper for safety. Because daddy has lost 2,000. Daddy, wake up. If you lost 2,000, the bread of life will supply much more. Until the spirit be poured upon us. Until there's a connection with the heaven by the spirit of God. Until we give in and yield totally to the spirit of living God. The Holy Ghost within us. The treasure within us. Until we yield completely unto him. And he regulates our lives and our fears. And he gives instructions and we obey. Until all this happens. And when all this happens, what will happen? Wilderness will become fruitful field. There will be divine transformation. And what was called lack will become surplus. The fruitful field will turn to a forest. Careful consideration this morning. Careful considerations this morning. Avoid grumbling. Avoid grumbling. Avoid complaint. Avoid grumbling, avoid complaints. Rather seek direction. Ask God, what will you have me do in this situation? 
So like Jabez travel in prayer. Jabez had his issues. He did not complain. He prayed. And when he prayed, he got an answer. When the Israel came to Moses, Israelites came to Moses and said, do you want to kill us with hunger? You brought us to the wilderness, no food. Moses simply turned to God. The Bible said he cried to the Lord. English Standard Version. Exodus chapter 17 verse 4. So Moses cried to the Lord. What shall I do with those people? They are almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, when you cry to the Lord, God will speak. The Lord said to Moses, pass on before the people. Take him with you some of the elders of Israel. And take in your hand the staff with, with, um, with which you struck now. And go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Oreb. And you shall strike the rock. And water shall come out of it. And the people will drink. So this was when they were thirsty. They were thirsty and they nearly stoned Moses. Moses cried to the Lord. God gave specific direction. Don't complain. Go to God. Don't grumble. Believe your God. Avoid complaints. Another consideration. Go look for your bread. Go look for it. There is an assurance of supply. But you are meant to allow yourself to be directed to where it is. And then get what you have. Manna was supplied, but the people had to go out to pick. Those who refused to pick stayed hungry. Christians are meant to be faith provers. Believers are meant to be faith provers. After hearing this message this morning, go out and go and prove this message. Go and look for your own peak. Take your bread. It's there. Go back to that office and tell them I am here for my slot. Go to that supplier and tell I don't have the money. Supply me. I will sell and I will give you back as I sell. In this present situation, how can it be? The bread of light has gone ahead of you. Go and prove the faith. Go out. Step out. <laughs> the four lepers in 2 Kings. Samaria was besieged by Syria. And there was scarcity of food. Because nobody could go out to buy. Food couldn't come in. Because Syria has... The Syrian army had besieged the entry point of Samaria. And we had those four lepers who said, if we stay in this spot, we will die. But if we take our chances and move and step out into the camp of the enemy, two things might likely happen. They will take us as prisoner of war and they will at least feed us. Or maybe they will decide to kill us. But let's take our chances. And at twilight, 
they stepped out. They got to the camp of Syria. The camp was empty. And there was food in abundance. Four lepers saved a whole nation from dying of hunger. The power of proven faith will save the situation. Step out. I don't know what they will say. The worst in, in the worst scenario, they will deny you. But you have done the right thing by stepping out. Step out. Don't be afraid. Step out. They are men. They are not angels. They are men. They are not supernatural beings. Step out. Because the supernatural has gone ahead of you. Live by instruction. Let the Spirit of God lead you. Do all of this and expect a turnaround. Shall we pray, pray? Give consideration to avoiding complaints. Give consideration to stepping out in faith. Give consideration to all this. Maybe someone this week experience God. May someone this week experience the bread of life. May you see him in a dimension beyond imagination and comprehension this week. In the name of Jesus. In your business. In your career. In your home. May there be a shout of joy and rejoicing in your quarters this week in the name of Jesus. I'm talking about this week that just started. Before Saturday, the end of this week, may the end of the clock be turned to your favor in the name of Jesus. What are you afraid of? Talk to God about it now. Tell God now. Tell your father, this is my fear. This is my fear. This is what has almost turned me into an unbeliever. This is what has always taken your praise out of my mouth. Talk to your father now. Talk to him now. Talk to him now. Rala sinkrandundi masataba. Roli yege shukranda musataba. Rala ba sombri endiri handa balagalalala. Yekra kasanda balalala. Brora lala shomba aragata marela do sombri endi bala. Rala la bo sombri ngata majende balalala. Diingrenge sunda balagalalala. Bread of life. Healing is the children's bread. So take your bread. Take your bread. Healing is the children's bread. Take your bread. Healing is the children's bread. Take your bread. All our singles of marriageable age, receive your spouses. Receive your spouses. 
It's the children's bread. Take, 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 take. Receive your spouses. All our singles of marriageable age, receive your spouses. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I hope you've talked to your father. Remember we said avoid complaints, but talk to your father. So do it now. Talk to him. Lay it bare before him. Lay it bare before him. Father, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. As you keep doing that, may I give opportunity to those who are saying, if only I can come to the bread of life. Yes, you can. And the opportunity is now for you to do so. Come to the bread of life. Come and receive Christ into your life. Come, accept him as your Lord and Savior. Come, be born again. So you are saying, yes, I want the bread of life. Yes, I want to give my life to Jesus. Just wave at me so that I'll pray with you. Just wave at me so that I'll pray with you. Anybody like that? Just wave at me so I'll pray with you. Anybody like that? Wave at me wherever you are. While others are talking to the Father, laying bare their issues before him, I'm giving the opportunity to those who want to give their heart to Jesus to do so now. Anybody like that? Up the gallery, anyone like that? Anyone like that? Okay, can't see anyone. Father, thank you. Can the church please rise as I pray? Let's rise on our feet as I pray. Father, thank you. You are the God of all flesh. With you, nothing is impossible. I stand this morning to declare to your children that their heavens are open and that they have more than enough in the name of Jesus. May you be visited this week and may that visitation leave you with a glory that men will wander at in the name of Jesus. You have risen from the ashes and you are entering into beauty in the name of Jesus. So from ashes into beauty, from ashes into beauty, from ashes into beauty, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty Father. Give him thanks as we sit down.